0: Welcome to the No Spin News. I'm Bill O'Reilly, Monday, July 27, 2020. Stand up for your country. All right, pad and paper alert. So, we're going to give you our opening salvo on the 2020 presidential campaign. Now, this is my 11th campaign covering as a journalist. 11. And the first one was 1976. Whoa. Jimmy Carter. I talked to the governor of Georgia at the time, and that kicked it off. And I have covered every presidential race since. But nothing like this because of COVID. COVID has changed politics in America. And I'm going to get into that during the campaign, and we will bring you information you'll get nowhere else, which is why you're here, I hope. Now, there are going to be a lot of changes. 99 days from now so in 99 days we all go to the polls to vote some of us will mail it in uh, i'm going in person there'll be a lot of changes so the polling you see today is really not relevant to anything it does give you an indicator of popularity or trends but it doesn't mean anything i can guarantee you the next 99 days will be turbulent in this country Major changes are going to take place right before our eyes, which is why I'm glad you're here. And I can predict the outcome of the race probably by Halloween. Remember last time, Hillary versus Trump, five days out, I predicted the winner. When all the other polls except for Rasmussen had Hillary win, I knew Donald Trump was going to win. I think I'll be able to give you that on Halloween. And that's fitting, right? Um, Now, let's start with Donald Trump. Let's evaluate him, where we are right now. Again, this is going to change, but here's where we are right now. So his strength is the economy. He is a free market capitalist. He has um, knocked out a lot of government regulations put into place by Barack Obama, who was not really a free market capitalist. He was an income redistributor, President Obama. Uh, Trump has no interest in that, none. He wants a robust economy that brings as much money into the American family as possible on all lines. And he was successful, all right, to do that. Um, The Democrats will say, "Well, it was uh, set up by Barack Obama. That's bull. It was the tax cut for corporations that spurred on the Trump economy for three years. Then COVID hit and everything blew up. That has made Donald Trump very angry and frustrated that this virus comes out of China and wipes out the U.S. economy. However, if you really step back and look, the stock market is held, and that is a very powerful indicator, all right? But there are millions of Americans out of work, and the government is paying trillions of dollars to prop up people so they don't go under. That is all bad. Now, the perception of America in the world, all right, Is also due to Donald Trump. So it's a factor in this election. Not a big factor. The economy and COVID, they're the two biggest. In the world, Donald Trump is not hated. All right? He's a much different guy in private negotiations than he is in public. So we saw that with the president of Mexico comes up here. Trump charmed him. All right? Trump has a good relationship or had a good relationship with the president of China. Now it's Not good because of COVID. Putin and Trump, you know, Putin uses Trump. Trump wants to make a deal with Putin. I don't think it's ever going to happen. In the first interview that I did with Donald Trump after he was elected president, I told him Putin was a bad guy. You know, Trump didn't believe me, but he is. So I don't think he's ever going to get, Donald Trump's ever going to get anything out of Putin. And Putin will continue to put the screws to the USA. But overall, American perception abroad is fairly good. Despite what the press says, the leaders understand that they have benefited from the American economy. In Afghanistan, Donald Trump wants to pull the troops. You know, look, if it were me, I'd do the same thing. How, how, what are you, 20 years in there? 20 years? The Afghan's going to have to take care of it. And if uh, ISIS goes back or al-Qaeda, then we'll drone them. We'll blow them up in the air. But we got to get out of there. So Trump's instincts there are right. Um, so all in all, if it were me and I'm a historian, I think Donald Trump did a lot better job as overseas than Barack Obama. Okay. The Iranians fear him. Um, ISIS has been crippled. Al Qaeda has been crippled. So I'm okay with, uh, the Trump foreign policy. You are listening to a free excerpt from BillO'Reilly.com's No Spin News broadcast, where you can actually see me. We'll be right back after this message. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its free fall and lose its coveted role as the World Reserve Portland, Oregon, 60 days of uh, destruction by the radical left. Here's something you didn't know because it's never been reported until now. In the city of Portland, you need a permit to have a demonstration. You have to apply for that permit 30 days prior. And every day you have a demonstration, you have to have a permit. These people don't have a permit. These people who want to destroy the federal building and all of the other things don't have a permit. Therefore, the Portland Police Bureau and the state police of Oregon, under the authority of Kate Brown, the governor, could come in, disband and say, no more protests unless you have a permit. And if you do, we're going to put you in jail. They could do it. They aren't doing it because they're afraid of the radical left. The people who run Oregon are radical left themselves, so that they're afraid and they sympathize. Okay. The Oregonian newspaper, very left wing, reports downtown Portland destroyed. Businesses shuttered, boarded. Nobody can make any money. City is done. City's done. Portland, Oregon. Nice job, Mayor Wheeler. Seattle. Okay. Saturday. Another protest. There you go. 47 people arrested on Saturday, just on Saturday. People set fire all over the place through rocks and bottles and fireworks and cops. All right. Fifty nine Seattle police officers hurt. Fifty nine. What are they doing about nothing? And the people who got arrested, nothing will happen to them. They will be prosecuted. They get arrested. They get booked or out. Bye. Case dismissed. Louisville, Kentucky. We had problems there. Seventy six people arrested in Louisville, Oakland, California. They burned down a bunch of buildings. Uh, Aurora, Colorado, suburb of Denver. I used to live in Aurora. Okay. Uh, Saturday night, somebody drove a vehicle through a crowd of demonstrators. All right. Two people taken to the hospital. Austin, Texas, more trouble there. How about criminal violence? Chicago over the weekend. Ready? Three dead. Fifty nine shot wounded. Fifty nine. Chicago. It's an average weekend. Windy city. New York, 34 wounded, 10 dead. So they're better shots in New York than they are in Chicago. All right. Chaos. Unbelievable chaos. And this will continue, believe me, Biden's elected president, because now there's a little restraint now. Trump's sending in federal uh, police officers. Some places are trying to stop it. not going to do that. Okay, COVID. Thirty thousand people are taking a medicine that may turn into a vaccine. Okay, this is through a biotechnology company out of Massachusetts called Moderna. Phase three clinical trials. All right, let's pray, and I mean that literally. Let's pray. Let's get this vaccine. All right, another quick break and then we'll be back with Black Lives Matter in the workplace. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast, Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's gonna get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day, And we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. All right, final thought of the day. This weekend I was out and about and uh, saw a lot of folks. Everybody was uh, nice. Got a couple of stares. I get a little like You know, like that. And I go, hey. (laughs) Anyway everybody at the mass. So there's not a lot of conversations. Hey, how are you doing? Okay. But a few people did say to me, I work in an office or I work in a plant or I work someplace and their black lives matter everywhere, everywhere. What do I do? And here's my answer. And this is a serious thing. Do not talk politics in the workplace. I know it almost goes against stand up for your country. But in your private space, you can do whatever you want. You can say whatever you want. But I don't want you putting yourself at risk. So if, say you say, I don't really like the Black Lives Matter Global Foundation. Say you say that. And you have a perfect right to say it. I don't like it. But that's not going to get back. What's going to get back is he doesn't like blacks. Or she doesn't like blacks. The rumor mill. You see what I mean? They're never going to quote you accurately, ever, in a million years. Don't do it. Don't put yourself at risk in a place where you don't have authority and control, where other people decide what your paycheck is. Never talk politics in that arena, ever. Life is not fair. You're not protected in the workplace unless they fire you without cause. And they could say, he's a racist, she's a racist, she upset everybody. They can make up all kinds of stuff. And they will. Don't do it. Not worth it. Okay? When you're out, if you want to debate people and you want to do it, do it in a kind way. Don't do it in a mean way. Don't get a rifle. Don't do all that. But never in the workplace. Please. Thanks for watching tonight. We'll see you tomorrow.